0: You're listening to The Big Finish Podcast, release date the 15th of August, 2021.
1: The Dalek occupation of Earth had ended. While the effects of the Dalek bomb detonating were being felt in a series of aftershocks and volcanic eruptions, the survivors started to realise that they had won. But not all the survivors were jubilant. (laughs) Okay. I'm Benji Clifford, he's
0: Nick Briggs And yes. welcome to a truly packed podcast Ooh. of Big Finish audio drama goodness Goodness And this week, it's all Doctor Who. That's right. In a moment, we catch up with the latest reviews. The fourth Doctor Adventures, Day of the Comet. That was
2: was it going past. Uh, The Diary of Riversong Series 8. I
3: thought you should learn about eternity, because I'll live forever.
2: Then we go behind the scenes with Doctor Who. Philip Hinchcliffe presents The God of Phantoms. Philip Hinchcliffe, one of the best-loved producers of Doctor Who, uh, comes up with ideas of stories he might have done back in the day. And we at Big Finish bring it to life with Forecast. Audio drama magic.
4: My name's Philip Hinchcliffe. I think these um, Big Finish CDs seem to be going down really well.
0: Following that, we celebrate the return of listeners' emails. sent a podcast to bigfinish.com. These emails are my favourite part of the podcast, that's right. That's what it says on the page here, and it's true.
2: They are. I love <laughs> them. Did you read out the truth, or were you forced to? It was a mixture of both, really. <laughs> Uh, Following that, another delve behind the scenes with Doctor Who. uh, The early adventures, The Secrets of Detsen, involving the return of that classic Doctor Who monster from the Patrick Charlton era, the Yeti. Except that this time, it's a first Doctor story starring Peter Purvis. I'm
5: Peter Purvis, playing my original character from the 1960s, Stephen Taylor. Naturally, the randomoid's Electrotron is ready and waiting to be fired up. ...to give us
0: a genuinely random selection of a random big finish release... ...for which we then give you a 25% discount... It's Uh easy, you see, Was not the last? Much as
1: you might want to go back and alter things... ...every event that happens to you makes you who you are.
2: And finally, we round things off with a free 15-minute drama tease of Doctor Who... ...the early adventures after the Daleks. If you will not assist... Then you are an enemy of the Daleks uh, That's the
6: line I'll be telling everyone no,
2: no, no! Ooh. <laughs> I enjoyed saying that Oh, oh you said it marvellously Did you notice the, the hyphenations back on this document? Yes, in, in full force as well, might I add I mean, yeah. who hyphenates Peter after the first E? Peter I mean, what was the point of that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually, in advance, you see, when I saw it, I actually clicked enter before, so that I didn't have to encounter any of. Not you that I was disabled it out, the... but, but I saw it. No, I didn't disable it. I did it manually. Purely, I have <laughs> disabled the thing though, but um, I have
2: now. It's easily f- done, isn't it? I'm it feeling isn't. a lot better about this script already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's now longer. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's great uh, to have you back on the podcast, Benji. Well, it's great to be back and, and at full length as well. Um, yes, it's oh, so yeah, we got it, lots.
0: We've got, <laughs> we got loads. Lots. <laughs> that is nice to be back. Uh, I've missed doing this. It feels it feels so long. Um, but now we're back in the old chair, In front of yeah. the old microphone, old yeah. computer. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I've, I've been away a long time because I, you know, Jamie and I recorded, Jamie Anderson, who stood in for you, recorded three in one go. And then I went off on holiday. So, uh, so, so did you have a I, nice I've holiday? Been, did you enjoy it? It was fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here.
2: <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I mean, the weather wasn't that marvellous. We <clears throat> went to Cornwall, the Wool of Corn. Yeah.
0: Well, you never they, know with the weather when you go to places in the UK. You just never know. Cornwall's usually pretty good, but I have had was, some events of rain when yeah, I've been there It before.
2: was nowhere near as bad as the forecasts kept suggesting. Which is, Which is good. Which is good. And also, uh, they have translations on all the signs in Cornwall in the Cornish, Cornish language.
0: They never used to. That must be a new thing, surely. K-
2: uh, it's Cornwall, it's Kernow. is that Cornish for Cornwall?
0: Kernow the frog I don't know is <laughs> I don't <laughs> Let's know Let's
2: look it up
0: Kernow Canal that's that's a, a thing you ride boats on isn't it So sorry K-E-R. if I offended any Cornish people
2: <laughs> Um Kurnal. Kurnal. Ah why is Cornwall called Kernow the extreme western peninsula of dumnonia came to be known as Kemrin in welsh kernow in cornish so it is yeah K- kernow is K- cornish See, the and the bus service is called K- kernow as well
0: so the first thing that popped up when i typed <clears throat> that in is kernow model railway centre well, i avoided that well i didn't i'm absolutely okay with that well that um, will be in cornwall i imagine i can imagine so um oh, brilliant you can get you can get a model uh, of the titfield thunderbolt, if you're interested. Oh my goodness! I would That's love That's rather that. exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I would I'm really a bit like into that.
2: trains. I'm not an expert, but I am thrilled by them, especially old ones.
0: Oh, I, would, I would love a I would love a, a model train set. I've always I've always well, I had one when I was a kid, and um, when I was growing up, one of my parents' friends, a chap called Brian, um, who actually moved to, to Cornwall himself, Mullion in Cornwall. Kurnow, Kurnow, sorry, but he <laughs> he had like every boy's dream in in the attic of his house he had a whole room devoted to model railways uh-huh. and it was incredible like there were it was you know you stand in the middle of this railway and yeah. he had the whole town setting and he had uh-huh. a huge switchboard which not only operated the trains but also all the street lamps and you know ferris wheels and oh it was Amazing. just i mean arrested
2: people for fare dodging did oh, everything. happened
0: happened all the time <laughs> um but it was just glorious to 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 see it all you know and and then he got me into trains but of course mine was never as good <laughs> Mine was just not not to I that mean, standard it
2: is the ultimate isn't it to have a room that is devoted to a model railway and that's all it's devoted to you don't have to ever put it away that's just the problem there. with a train set that you have to put it away
0: yeah, yeah. It? well i mean i used to when i was a kid i had one in my bedroom it was big, and but it took up a lot of room. Yeah. So you know, in the end, you put it away. You've still got all the stuff and boxes But then all though. the
2: connections get funny when you keep unplugging. You know what I mean? And the track gets difficult. It, you and know, you've, you've got to
0: go and use like a sort of sandery thing on it, haven't you, to kind of keep them nice and clean and
2: Oh, is that what you have to do? It's you have to go around normal,
0: like with like a thing, yeah, to kind of get get it so the rails are nicely, nicely clean and tidy. And it's fun, It's the thing I when I retire which is probably never because I'm so young that they would have probably said, I oh, know you can work until you're 100 um, yeah, definitely. That's what's going to happen. I will have one. Yeah, that would be that would be nice. Or a garden one that'd be fun because oh, you could wow. stick like you know some appetizer in the back of it and get it to cart up to the top <laughs> well, of the garden. Well, you have
2: those sort of you know larger scale ones that you sit on and are actually steam steam driven. And you, oh, that would that you, I mean, you sit on them and go. Yeah, that would be insane. When there's be a brilliant so episode of the Avengers, the old Avengers, uh, where a guy has got his own railway like that and it's got stations and everything. And they actually do tie Emma Peel to the track. It's this tiny <laughs> thin track. It's a real send up. It's brilliant. But still imagine you get hit by that it would still be just as deadly as being hit it's, by it's, a
0: reel. It still hurt I suppose, does not it? Oh it's gonna smart, isn't it? It's gonna it's gonna you mean that you could it could take take a, a limb off or well, a A digit
2: is the word d- I would use. Dent
0: her head at the very least. Mm. Mm. But what talking drinking? of which, I'm just, oh, yeah. just water, just water in a right. cooler. My wife's here. just
2: asked me when I want lunch. Uh, what shall I say? Uh, 22. Twenty two. Twenty twenty. Twelve twenty. I'll I've say. got a kettle here as well. Would you like uh, a cup twelve of forty? Tea? Twelve forty. Can I? Have, we're going to have fish and chips cardigans? for lunch. Yeah. For Can I man? have chips, small cod, and mushy peas? please kiss 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 see if i get away with that right Uh, (laughs) what were you going to say sorry you were going to say something that was relevant to the podcast for goodness sake i
0: was i was going to say it might be time for us to to look at the latest reviews
2: and this week as promised it's the fourth doctor adventures day of the comet and (coughs) the diary of river song series 8 let's go fourth doctor first
1: Shooting
6: stars! A meteor shower I'd keep back if I were you. What? Well it <gasps> explains the
2: ruins. It's like London during the Blitz. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who. The fourth Doctor Adventures. The day of the comet.
6: Gold, silver, what you got? Well, I'm, I'm afraid I didn't... <laughs> I said leave them. No, no, no. They're ours. And now they are mine. Are you a looter? Quarters infested with gangs, fighting over the scraps like vermin. All citizens, move away from the gates. Repeat, move away from the gates. Korsha! father. I promised you I'd be here, but look.
3: <gasps> Gold. It has to be enough. I've seen others get in with less.
6: Who are you, and what are you doing here? Trying to buy a ticket for the arkship. Hardly. Just something to exchange for Bittles. Tell me, Korsha, what exactly is going on here? The
1: comet. It's going to destroy the world. It is? We only have about three months left. Three months? Warning. Rainstorm imminent. What is happening? Why are they so scared of rain?
6: We have to go. Seal the gate.
1: Seal the gate.
3: It's time to launch. I repeat, it's time to launch.
6: This doctor sounds like quite a fellow. He
1: has saved my life many times. Maybe he will save yours, too.
6: I wish I had your
2: faith. But I have responsibility to uphold the laws and strictures of time. (laughs)
6: What does that even mean?
2: It means I don't get to decide who lives and who dies. Unlike the rest of your kind. What? Big Finish. We love stories.
1: Doctor? Yes. What sort of a damn fool name is that?
4: I shall take no offense.
0: Well, just go to bigfinish.com and type Comet, C O M E T, into the search there. pane at the top, and yes. then duck before it crashes into you. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great noise, isn't it? And um, this one's from Michael uh, And this is from Michael himself. Um, uh, Day of the Comet is an extremely well told survival story that dwells just enough on both light and dark to be thought provoking, but also a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the soundscape and direction are top notch in bringing a desolate landscape to life. Nice. Uh, the writing by Jonathan Morris is engaging, an extremely worthy recommendation for your Tom Baker, Louise Jameson Fix. And that's a 9 out of
2: 10. Nice. Lovely Mark there, Michael. Who's um, Mark? Mm, Ma- Mark. Sorry, Michael, not Marks, Mark.
0: Marksman. Marksman.
2: Doctor Who Reviews.net, Kyle uh, says, uh, Tom Baker gives an immensely nuanced performance that treads both traditionally heroic and atypically antagonistic territory incredibly well. That's interesting, isn't it? I was re-watching um, The Seeds of Doom recently, and he is very... Um, cold and antagonistic in that story, and it's almost unique in his writing. Exactly adulting. what you it's mean. De- I wonder whether he was in a terrible mood or something. I don't maybe. Know. But it's, yeah, it's very effective what he does, but he sort of warms up by the end of the story. I Works think. with a kind of more gothicy sort of feel of the story, doesn't it? And he does a lot of punching of people. And, yeah, definitely in a bad mood. I think the punches were scripted. Um, uh, Back to Kyle's review. Uh, Just as he carries the lighter and darker elements equally effectively, Louise Jameson wonderfully uses Leela's own morality to further the narrative while further defining and refining both of these travelling companions. Very nice. With Twitterland, TomHausen1218 says, The Day of the Comet from Big
0: Finish by Johnny Morris 1973 is an exciting, thought-provoking adventure. The script feels weighted and tells a riveting survival story. Another release with a terrific cast, all completed by Jamie Robertson. Marvellous sound design.
2: He's very He's good. Very great, good guy. For that. It's a shame if the script's weighted. You know, people trying to act and it goes,
0: oh, God, this script's weighted. Yeah, you have, you have to hire a weightlifter
2: to, to, to hold it in front of you, you see. <laughs> Your script's up. Oh, thank, thank you very God. much. <clears throat> uh, Carl, um, Will... 4260133 three, I can't read long lists of numbers. I can't even remember my bank account number. Uh he says anyway, uh, Day of the Comet by At Johnny Morris, nineteen seventy three. And I just I love to see nineteen seventy-three in a in a, a Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's That's maybe good. because I've got a, a record of Doctor Who the Doctor Who theme from nineteen seventy-three. Um with Reg on the B side. shut up concludes uh, the first of this year's fourth doctor adventures from at big finish on a double high note fantastic story from the ever reliable Mr Morris this one put me in mind of utopia and the last but ultimately not as bleak as either of those good some jokes hopefully
0: onwards then to the diary of river songs series 8
2: from Big Finish Productions. The Diary of River Song, Series 8.
3: Why are, are we doing this? I thought you should learn about eternity. Because I'll live forever. Exactly. Here's you. It's been five years since last I saw you. Yes. <laughs> You've built your pyramid. Absolutely. Lock me in. I'll have your job for it. You're welcome to it. Do you know who I am? I've got to stop it. No, we don't interfere. But does it get better? can't get worse than this, can it? Let's go find out! Rachel, we have to go. I'd like to stay and help the colonists. You, Rachel, would be more than welcome. How long is the journey? It will take
7: about
6: 500 years.
5: This is the last time! Alert. Electromagnetic
6: interference detected in zoologicals.
3: Computer, I need an escape route, now! You need to come with me.
1: Why? Because we have come to adopt you. Telling me? Because you're not allowed.
3: Oh, but that just makes it even more tempting.
6: <laughs>
1: there are rules,
6: River. Danger detected. Listen to your friend and shut up. River! This is a waste of time!
3: Let her speak! Mayday! Mayday! Tempting Mayday. as it is to pretend we didn't hear you it. Protagon's speak mission of mercy it is. A city on stilts. Given the unstable terrain a sensible precaution. It's fantastic, like a fairy tale palace.
6: 120 mechanic.
3: Take us to your leader.
6: Why dare rouse me from my sleep? System, Reactivate! You, you send us both over oh. the no!
2: big finish. We love stories. Who let the dogs out? Do not move! Just go to bigfinish.com and type River Song into the search pane at the top. You'll find a whole host of fantastic River Song adventures, including this one. First up, blog to Peter Nolan from blog to Who. Hello, Peter Nolan. He says the looser theme of the Diary of River Song Series 8 has resulted in one of its strongest box sets yet. When I first read this, by the way, I thought it said the loser theme. (laughs) The loser. I thought, do we write a box set with losers in? Uh, Each story here is one uh, that could fundamentally only be told by River. That's the aim. And that's the beauty of this series. This box set pushes her into new and not always comfortable places. And it feels incredibly fresh for a series now on its eighth box set. I don't think we'll ever go stale with River Song because it's such a fantastic character. Beautifully conceived. And uh, Alex Kingston is such a blooming delight to work with. Such a
0: lovely, lovely lady. Lovely, lovely lady. So much fun as well. Yeah. Hmm. Well, glamadelaide.com.au, Rodney Um, Hurtvatin. I hope I said that right. Um, It's extremely well worth a listen for fans, both long-term and casual. Four
2: out of five characters uh, the digitalfix.com Ben Taylor says in the sweeping history of big Finish, encompassing thousands of stories and hundreds of characters it's probably thousands of characters as well. series thousands, eight, thousands mate. Sit here here comes the punchline. Series 8 of the Diary of River Song makes a perfect case for its own existence. Lovely what big finishes or series I don't know. but thank you. <laughs> And in the Twitter
0: bucket, uh, TomHausen1218 says, The Diary River Song Series 8 from Big Finish by James Goss, uh, Tracy Ann Baines, Alfie Shaw and Johnny Morris is a superb amount of fun. Yeah. So much to love. The return of Rachel, K9, yeah. Anya and the Mechanoids. A truly enjoyable set of
2: adventures. I always of see Mechanoids spelt differently, but I know it's a controversy. Uh, at LaLaLaGay. la. LaLaLaGay. I never get it right Uh, Even more adventures Without the Doctor Almost And every new release Feels just as fresh As the last one Rachel is the best Companion River could have And I don't have to say Why the chemistry Is so good No that's right It's her daughter Uh, Loved the canine story Perfect concept That was fun That canine story I remember reading that Canine Oh, excellent You've got the chill Thank you very much uh, That's it for reviews this week More
0: yes. next time When we take a look at Free Time War 4 Arsenal nil. Thank you
2: Coming up soon It'll be listeners' emails But wow, first wow, wow, wow. We go behind the scenes I forgot to write the scenes We just go We just we're, go behind We just go <laughs> behind, behind. <laughs> with Philip Hinchcliffe presents, oh, the reading's good today, uh, The God of Phantoms. Let's go behind the scenes with this, if you didn't get that from what I just said very badly. Thank you. Um, cue. Please, thank you.
8: Hello, I'm David Richardson. I'm the producer of Philip Hinchcliffe presents God of Phantoms.
6: What are you doing? Oh, come on, Lila. What are any of us doing, hmm? One way or another, we are we are all looking for the truth.
8: With each of these box sets, it's been a very different gestation period. I, I know Philip takes a lot of time working through his stories, his characters, and makes a lot of notes. I mean, it might... I couldn't say how many years it was since he first pitched God of Phantoms. It might have been two, possibly three. But over that time... It had been evolving. There'd been discussions with Mark. Philip and Mark would get together over coffee and just work through Philip's plans, Philip's framework. And the end of that period, Philip would be delivering to Mark a very detailed plan for the six episodes, which Mark would then develop into script form. It's always a case that Philip writes the story... Mark writes the scripts, and then Philip goes through the scripts and gives notes, asks for changes.
4: My name's Philip Hinchcliffe. I think these um, big Finnish CDs seem to be going down really well. And, uh, you know, it's nice to think that people are discovering the joy of essentially, re- you know, listening to adventure stories on radio, which is what I grew up with. The modern child is, is just, you know, screen bound now, really. And, and that, you know that's the way the world is for them. But uh, it's nice to think that this older form of storytelling is, you know, finding an audience because it does require a little bit more effort from the listener. You know, uh, to use their imagination, and uh, it's, it's sort of uh, it's great. I think
8: I'm Ken Bentley, and I have directed Doctor Who: God of Phantoms. I feel as if we're quite used to these big epic scripts now they feel it just because the number of characters you've got to accommodate across three days, we don't normally have that. But we've done it a few times, so it's it's a, a puzzle we're used to solving. Hello, I'm Mark Platt, and I wrote with Philip Hinchcliffe, The God of Phantoms. Philip said, do, do you want to do a four-parter or a six-parter? And I said, a six-parter, because I could see the potential for it. And I just love developing the, the characters and running with them and, and seeing where they go. The characters are strong enough to carry the story forward. So, I think when we first did one, I, I think I seem to remember saying, "I got to, when we did a first six-parter, I got to the end of part four, and it was like stepping off a cliff because <laughs> I hadn't done that before and I didn't know where to go with it." But yes, I, I, I was all for doing a six-parter, and, and um, you just get a lot more detail and a lot more fun out of it, actually. <laughs>
6: There you are, then, like a distress signal. Or an invitation, hard to know which. The trouble is, I find them both equally
2: enticing. Then we must
3: seek it out.
2: From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who. Philip Hinchcliffe presents God of Phantoms.
1: This world must be
6: part of the sister system.
1: The air smells of something dying. There's
6: ghosts on
4: that sort of Mountain. Ritzy O'Brien, never forget. No!
6: He's dead and gone! Who are your enemies? Are they the loggerheads? And now they're marching on us. By tomorrow, gratitude will be burning! And... and... fire! The local commune have a myth about two battling gods. Have you heard it? I am here to warn you about the Doctor. How could I forget my greatest enemy?
4: Jaques Alvaro. Never forget. forget. Who
6: let you into my head without a key? I myself never forget.
4: Remember.
6: Do it, Doctor. Forge it now.
2: Big Finish. We love stories.
6: Here is the forge of the broken mind where life and hope are left Behind.
0: Just go to bigfinish.com and type God of Phantoms oh. into the search pane. Not to be confused with God of Fanta, which is a soft <laughs> drink. Uh, and you'll find all the thrills that you need. So, Nick, what is it time for now? It's listeners'
2: emails. <laughs>
0: That's right, and you don't need to be a fan of soft drinks in order to enjoy these emails, but it does help. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to send us a soft drink, sorry, an email, all you have to do is soft drink, no, sorry, email to uh, com. So first up, we've got one here from Nick Milton. Uh, subject of this one is spreading love to the oblivious. Um, it's like sort of handing somebody a, a box of chocolates when they sort of look at you as if to say, who are you? Um, well, uh, following on from asking whether the image of the cover of Jago and Lightfoot Series 14 was of Wollaton Hall in Nottingham and you being unable to confirm or deny this I've taken matters into my own hands and decided it is <laughs> uh, In fact, so committed to the cause have I become that when a pair of Japanese tourists stopped me in Wollaton Park yesterday and asked if they were heading in the right direction to the hall or Wayne Manor as they called it due to the building being used as the extension Area of Batman's pad in recent Movies, I proudly inform them Yes, you are indeed on the Right path to Walton Hall Once famous for being this Wayne Manor Of which you speak, but now <laughs> basking In the greater glory, uh, the greater notoriety for adorning the cover of Big Finish's Jago and Lightfoot Series 14, let me tell you yeah. <laughs> I think you meant to say
2: notoriety
0: I did mean, this. Yes, I did mean To say that, <laughs> I apologise Carry on um, <laughs> Uh, the looks of confusion mixed with fear I suggested. Uh, I received suggested I might have reversed Angola-Japanese relations by decades, <laughs> and I might also have buggered up your chances of cracking the Japanese audiobook market for a few years too. Sorry about that. However, I'll be sending the edited version of this email to Warner Brothers Pictures to let them know that I've helped in getting them some freebie publicity, <laughs> and I'm hopeful that they might send a nice reward my way so I don't feel sorry. So bad about
2: things now. May your bad be forever bright, Nick Milton. Oh well, I'm sorry for a slightly rude word in that email. I hope nobody's offended. Um, thank you, lovely Nick. Uh, next up, Talon Schultz says uh, it's a subject Sherlock and out of time hi Nick and Benji I've recently been listening through my big finish collection and just listened to all consuming fire it is now my favorite big finish release and has got me into the Sherlock Holmes range oh that's nice I'm so glad to see Sherlock Holmes is back in big finish and was wondering do you have plans for the doctor to cross paths with the great detective again I would love to see Sherlock interact with other doctors besides seven even though seven is my favorite Speaking of interactions with other doctors I was also wondering if you are planning any other out of time releases after next year's wink I would love to see 10 interact with more doctors, specifically 7, 3 and 8, thank you for all you guys do Uh, Talon Schultz sorry I have a bit of trouble reading then it's not your fault Talon Um, well, uh, no plans for Sherlock Holmes and, and nothing else on out of time at the moment there we are Onto you <laughs> now, Benji for another email. Well said, well said. Well,
0: finally, we got one here from James Virgin Media. Um, that must be James at... It says James Virgin Media on the thing. I think James uh, has an email address, an internet provider of Virgin Media. We're not promoting Virgin Media, I'm no, sorry. No, we're not uh, flying we're, It's free-serve any time or not at all. Uh, question from the podcast. Hello, Nick and slash or Benji or Jamie. It's Benji, yeah, yeah. you'll start with me this week. Uh, I have a question for you regarding pricing. Oh, yes, yes. Is it all free? No. Um, I normally try and pre order from you as it gives me something to look forward to and satisfies my aversion to paying postage and packaging. Your P's and your P's. uh, Having recently moved house, I had to stop pre ordering until I moved to the new address Uh. to avoid any confusion as to where the CDs would turn up. Can do a redirection service, can you? Anyway. Doo, doo, doo. Uh, I'm now catching up with lots of lovely big finish stuff, and wanted to ask why certain audio prices get hiked up over time. Yes. I caught up with the ma- with Masterful, which is still at 24.99, but wanted to then get Missy Volume Two, only to find it's gone up to 34.99. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm disinclined to pay an extra 20 uh, an extra, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making this up now yeah, this I'm is... disinclined to pay an extra 10 pounds plus post postage and packaging for this release but would have bought it if it was at its original price. Yeah. I know you do a lot of flash sales so we'll keep an eye out for it but would also appreciate your feedback on why box sets increase above the original retail prices.
2: Thank you James. Well, James, uh, the, it's not the original retail price. The original retail price is actually the second price, um, but we offer them uh, a discount for pre-order. So the actual price, so we, do you see what I'm saying? So that is the actual price, That the higher one is, is the actual price, but we offer a discount to start with to encourage people to pre-order, really, that's all. But, and the encouragement comes with the fact that they do eventually go back up to their correct price. And, you know, there's a whole thing about why things have to be priced the way they are because of the amount of money they cost to make. And, uh, yeah, nobody, nobody at Big Finish is getting rich, I'm telling you that. You know, we basically cover our costs and manage to pay some people to do some lovely work for us. I hope that covers that. That's it for this week. Although I did want to say to the person who writes in just about every week to ask when Matt Smith is going to be playing the 11th Doctor for us, the answer is quite simply, whenever he wants to. I'll, I'll
0: send that email again next week. Um, just a reminder that we'll be dramatizing you with Doctor Who, the early adventures after the Daleks at the end of this podcast. But first, here's a chance to go behind the scenes with another early adventure out this week, The Secrets of Dead Sen,
2: uh, featuring the return of the Yeti. Do you know, I, I had reason to believe that the actual correct pronunciation of Yeti, not that it is in Doctor Who circles, is Yeti. But anyway, I don't know whether Yeti. that's true. Yitai. Yitai. yeah.
3: Hello, my name's Lisa Bowerman and I directed The Secrets of Det Zen. When I first saw the script, I was struck by how interesting the premise was. You could look at the Doctor and the way he lives his life as a sort of philosophy... And when he is actually confronted by, by another philosophy of life, I think the uh, dilemmas and the arguments that have been brought up are really, really interesting.
6: Hi, I'm John Dorney, and I script-edited The Secrets of Dead Sen. I've got a lot of fondness for The Abominable Snowman, the original uh, TV serial. The first target novelisation I ever bought was The Abominable Snowmen. I remember distinctly buying it in a small bookshop in Bulladila in New South Wales, which was where my family, my, my father was from and uh, reading it avidly over weeks with all these very evocative illustrations. So, it's quite exciting to come back to that world and, and the world of Dead I'm
5: Peter Purvis, playing my original character from the 1960s, Stephen Taylor, who was uh, one of the original Doctor's companions. In fact, I think I was the sixth companion. I'm also playing an impression of the first Doctor, and I narrate the story. So I'm quite involved in this one, and it was a lot of fun recording. We're on a mountain, if you're interested. Uh, more than just a mountain, dear boy. If you look over there, that uh, high peak in the distance, I do believe it's what the locals call Gangs Rinpoche, the precious jewel of snows. We're in the Himalayas. The way that I work is I have to hear him. So when I'm saying it, I have to hear him. I'm not hearing me. I have to hear Bill Hartnell. And when I don't hear him, I always ask to do the piece again, say, so I don't think I got him right there. Basically, it's his rhythms, I think, that work. I think I remember the rhythms in which he speaks. You'll notice I use my hands a lot when I'm doing Bill Hartnell, and that's because he used his hands a lot as an actor. His hands were always moving near to his face, and I do that when it helps me play him and if I hear him I'm fairly satisfied with it I hope the audience like it it's it's one of those things you can never be sure but uh, oh, I'm an actor I'm trying It's
3: lovely to be able
5: to have Dodo in person in the form of
3: Lauren Cornelius, who gives a lovely interpretation of her. Uh, We did have to ask the question about what stage in her timeline this was, because as we know, Dodo's accent does seem to vary a little bit, it has to be said. We've gone for an early version of Dodo, which I think will be fairly obvious to the fans who'll who'll know about the character.
9: Hi, my name is Lauren Cornelius, and I play Dodo Chapler in The Secrets of Det Sen*. If something's important, you should defend it. Fight for it. If the doctor's taught me nothing else, he's taught me that.
0: Dodo, please.
9: I... I understand what you're saying. I I do. But you've got to understand mine too, haven't you? How can anything be important if you're willing to give up? (laughs) Andy Frankum allen you've outdone yourself because I thought this was a blinder of a script. When I first read it, I was like, oh my goodness, there's just so much going on. You know, it's 100 mile an hour from the get go. And uh, that's what we like. It's got, you know, Buddhism. It's got chanting. We're in the Himalayas. We're in the hills. We're in the mountains. You know, and I was doing all of this from the comfort of the corny cupboard, which is what I have nicknamed my little home studio setup but yeah there's running there's action you've got a character you know early early doctor who characters which is is super exciting and it's something that I've not I've not done before so yeah I when I first did read the script I just thought wow this is going to be a really fun adventure and I can't wait to record it there's just so much going on in it
2: from big finish productions
5: if you look over there that uh, high peak in the distance i do believe it's what the locals call Gangs are in Bochi, the precious jewel of snows.
2: Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, The Secrets of Dead Sen.
5: Hey, do you reckon we'll meet some pilgrims? Oh, we may indeed, my child. Why would anybody want to trudge up these mountains? The pilgrims took a path around the eastern side of Mount Jampa, down a shallow incline until the monastery of the second Dharma King was revealed before them. Ah, What's that? A call to evening prayers? If only,
0: Doctor. It is a warning from Wangdula. Bandits descend on the monastery.
5: Ah, Bandits? Then we must move quickly. Doctor! Where are you? They
8: must not find this place.
5: Quite so. The secrets contained here are not for bandits. hmm? Imagine if they got their hands on the relics. It was too late. Alerted by the whispering, standing upright, arms raised menacingly, the Yeti all turned to face the intruder.
2: Big Finish. We love stories. Just go to BigFinish.com and type Det Sen or Yeti. No, don't type that. It's like me whenever
0: I whenever I see a kettle, I think Yay tea.
2: Right, set into the search pane at the top to enjoy this one. And don't forget to play Alou flashing in reverse when you do. Little <sighs> Yeti joke there.
0: Just another reminder, we'll be drama-teasing you with After the Daleks. To take him to the Daleks. Uh, very what? shortly. But before that...
2: It's the Randomoid Selectatron, where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release... What have you got, Benji?
0: Well, <laughs> I've got to look at that first. I'm, I'm not prepared for once in my life. Uh, he is not
2: prepared. <sighs> Kill him. Kill him.
0: Um, um, <laughs> Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, Second Chances. Second Chances. Wendy Papri, uh, Second Chances by John Dorney. I remember this cover really well. Oh, it's an incredible
2: cover. cover. I wonder who that isn't? is on the cover. Screaming and disintegrating. Anyway, here's the trailer.
1: I remember you. Nobody gets a second chance in life. You can't change mistakes of the past. What do you want? Much as you might want to go back and alter things, every event that happens to you makes you who you are, gets you to this place. Jen said you needed help. Every success and every failure. If you look back, they make a sort of sense. You need them all. Not sure why I should. They say that when you die your whole life flashes before your eyes.
3: I'm not sure I believe that. What if you don't have a whole life? What if your life is incomplete? What do you see then?
2: Well, I just want to say how much I adore Wendy Padbury. She's lovely. Oh, incredible. I could actually fill a whole podcast with anecdotes about her, um, but (laughs) I won't do that to you because time's short. So there you are. Um, uh, While I email Jackie at Big Finish to make sure she puts this off alive, Benji will explain how you get your discount. It's it's a very simple
0: thing, but you have to pay attention because if you don't, it could lead to all kinds of problems first you go to bigfinish.com when you're on bigfinish.com scroll across to the podcast section on the podcast section click read more where it says about the current podcast in question once you're on the current podcast in question uh you head down into the blurb and in that blurb it'll say just click here and enter the code buck up that's buck up b-u-c-k-u-p all capital letters no spaces punctuations complications parties and the nations none of that enter it in and you'll get your discount simple as that great thing random oid selectron because it does mean you can uh, fill a gap in your collection without having to break the bank you know it's all good it's good why not eh
2: beautifully done Benji uh, thank I've, you very much I've sent the email so that's gonna happen um, and thanks Ran uh, next week's podcast is entitled Stingray Shadows and the reason is because we go behind the scenes with our latest Jerry Anderson release from Anderson Entertainment which is called um, uh, Stingray operation ice cap and we give you a 15 minute dramaties of torchwood empire of shadows you see stingray shadows yeah starring the superb sean parks reprising his role from the 10th doctor tv story the impossible planet bit of a casting coup there by the Torchwood team headed up by producer james goss really excited about that yeah it's gonna be brilliant
0: well just time now to thank you for listening to the big finish podcast don't forget to rate review and subscribe to this podcast it's so great to be back this week uh, nick and i will be back here next time possibly wearing the same trousers i'm not actually wearing trousers i'm wearing shorts so, same here um, well they're, so they're short trousers they're short trousers yeah i mean it depends on the weather doesn't it really it's like,
2: it's this it's like my son doesn't think that t-shirts are shirts well, they they're are shirts. Well, you're wearing a shirt. I said, and so are you. He says, No, I'm wearing a t-shirt. A t-shirt. They're both shirts. Short shorts are short trousers. t shirt be- maybe because it
0: c- creates a T-like shape. But then so does a sh- shirt. No, so. but that's
2: why they're called t-shirts because of the T shape. Absolutely. But, but then shirts create a T shape as well. Well, no, it's a bit long. It's not. It's not a proper.
0: I suppose t- so. But that. then one could argue that the uh, <laughs> the body of the t-shirt is too thick.
2: When you say that we're uh, wearing the same trousers next week, does that mean? Right, One leg same. each.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, it may take us
2: 400 years to get from A to B, but we try. Marvelous. Time now for Doctor Who: The Early Adventures After the Daleks, starring Caroline Ford and Sean Biggerstaff. Oh, and me as the Daleks after. <laughs>
1: The Dalek occupation of Earth had ended. While the effects of the Dalek bomb detonating were being felt in a series of aftershocks and volcanic eruptions, the survivors started to realize that they had won. But not all the survivors were jubilant.
6: Control,
1: assist.
6: Contact lost. Control's gone. They've all gone. They've been stopped. Explain. Somehow the rebels have blown up your ships and immobilized the Daleks. It happened near the mine entrance near Dalek Control. How? I don't know how.
1: There were reports of an old man and a girl. This man with a Dalek in his basement was Marcus Bray. The governor of Zone 5. Did these rebels survive?
6: All the networks are down, so I don't know anymore. We must repair the transmitter. Regain control. No, it's too late. Before I lost contact, they were saying that the survivors rose up and smashed the immobilized Daleks, blew them up, burnt them. I survive. But you're alone. You're the last one. Don't you see? You're all alone on an alien world! The Daleks helped you survive. You will assist me. And I'm grateful. Don't think I'm not. But in the time of conquest, I repaid you a thousandfold. As mayor of this zone, I told you where to find your enemies, didn't I? So you could send Robo-Men to capture or torture them. And in return, you kept me alive. But the conquest is over. And the rules have changed. Just like that! If you will not assist, then you are an enemy of the Daleks! that's the line I'll be telling everyone! I am an enemy of the Daleks, and I'm proud of it! Death to the Daleks! (laughs) Exterminate! Weapon malfunction! Yes, that was a side effect of the immobilization. You don't have any power! Apart from that stored in your shell. And that's just enough to keep you alive. What do you want? I want you to be silent. Now, (coughs) this is usually electrified, but you don't have enough power for that either. Do not unlock my casing. I need to see your face. Hello. You will lock the casing. What? What is that device? This? It's a little thing I found a few years ago in one of the houses that the Robo-Men emptied. It's called a flamethrower. Daleks have similar technology. Oh, then you'll know how it works. Secure my capsule, you will obey. No, I won't! Ah! You will obey me. Cease! Now! How much do you want to live?
1: Hmm? Susan, Susan, it was the first time. That Susan had heard the TARDIS dematerialize from the outside. Her grandfather, Ian and Barbara had gone, leaving her behind on a ruined earth. Susan dropped her key to the ground, knowing that she wouldn't need it again. Grandfather had made up his mind, and she knew she had to be strong. Somehow.
7: Susan. He knew you could never leave him. I know. You sure you don't want the key? To remember?
1: I won't forget.
7: But I'm still here. You'll be all right, you know. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. You will be. If I can find a shoe to stop my foot being cut to ribbons, I will be. Funny. I had hundreds of pairs of shoes on the TARDIS.
7: And there's the proof of what we did. Those bells haven't sounded since the Daleks arrived.
0: It's a sign that we won, Susan.
1: Oh, David. We actually did it, didn't we? Yes,
7: And today is the first day of our future. Our future together.
1: You know, I think about what Grandfather would do now and he'd probably say something like, come along, we have work to do. The days passed and Susan and David busied themselves with the work they had to do. This started with organising the growing of food for the survivors. Susan! Over here! Hello! You're doing well?
7: We've got teams planting all over Kew Gardens. It feels good to get back to the land.
1: And you're planting the high-yield crops first. That will give people a basic diet, at least.
7: And that'll be better than they've had for years. What's that?
1: Oh, it's a machine I made.
7: Looks like a radio. Music while we work?
1: (laughs) No, silly. It's a machine for heating up the soil around where you plant the seed. This time of year, the ground is too cold, so seeds don't germinate that easily. This speeds... (laughs) speeds up the process by making it a perfect 11 degrees Celsius. Pop the seed in and then we cover it up and wait.
7: How's it powered?
1: It's clockwork.
7: I cannibalised two clocks to make it. If we make enough of these things, it could speed up
1: food production. You're a genius! (laughs) Nonsense! I made one of these for a science project at school. Ian, Mr Chesterton, couldn't believe it. I think that's partly why he thought I was unusual.
7: Ian was your science teacher?
1: Hmm, yes. I've grown up a lot since then, though.
7: We may have to have people guarding these crops. There are going to be some pretty desperate and hungry people coming out of the shadows.
1: But surely the danger is over now.
7: People will still be people. We have to be careful until order is restored, Susan.
1: Meanwhile, in a warehouse in North London, Jenny, another survivor, was busy trying to solve a unique problem.
4: We found 13 wandering near the South Bank.
1: Good. Any sign of the creature? No. Okay. We've
3: got another load of temporary beds in the Western Hospital. Take the men there and get them settled. Dr. Fisher will check them over in an hour or so. Marsha! Take over on welcoming duties for five minutes, would you? Thanks.
1: Now, without Dalek control, these humans appeared to be brain-dead zombies, wandering aimlessly without purpose. At the moment, there seemed no way of reversing the conditioning. Jenny had her own reason for wanting to help these poor, unfortunate creatures.
3: Hello, Victor. How are you feeling?
4: I am a servant of the Daleks.
3: No, you're not. The Daleks have gone. You're a free man.
4: Free... ...man? You can
3: make your own decisions. Live your own life.
4: I am a servant of the Daleks.
3: Do you know who I am? Do you remember?
4: You are an enemy of the Daleks.
3: The Daleks have gone. What's your name?
4: I am Roboman, designation number 328-Alpha-0. You are called...
3: Victor. And you are... You're my brother.
1: Are you still ringing the bells to tell everyone it's safe?
7: No, according to one of the laborers, they're doing it to get people together for meetings. Meetings? To discuss a way forward. Elect some leaders, get some structure. Before the invasion, we had so many technical advances, but the Daleks destroyed or outlawed everything, putting us back a good 200 years. Ringing bells is old school, but it works.
1: Could we get some of the technology back in use, do you think?
7: Some of the guys on the farm said that's what was happening. Would you believe that these pavements used to move? Here. I'll be able to show you what life was really like on 23rd century Earth.
1: Tell me you've got hover cars. I find horses really uncomfortable.
7: <laughs> Such a clear night.
1: I can see every star. Strange to think the grandfather is out there somewhere, stepping out onto other worlds without me to take care of him. If I'd have... If you'd what?
7: If I'd have come with you when you asked me on your travels, you'd still be with him.
1: Done now, isn't it? Do you...
7: I don't know, resent me for saying I couldn't go?
1: Maybe I just wanted it to be easy. You and me and Ian and Barbara in the TARDIS. But no, I understood that you couldn't leave your planet to the mercy of the Daleks. Your principles came above your own happiness, and I admire that.
7: It was the same for your grandfather. He put his own happiness aside so he could give you a future. A future he thought you wanted.
1: I suppose.
7: And is it? What you wanted?
6: Oh! Oh, Someone's shooting! It's up ahead. Easy boy, easy. Can you see
1: anything?
7: Someone in the trees, I think. And
1: there's... Look, David, there's a body near the side of the road. He's been shot. David! We can't leave that poor man.
7: He's not moving. He's already dead.
1: Oh, Without the Daleks, I thought this world would be a better place. Susan, come on.
3: Day two since I found Victor. I've been sneaking off to see him whenever I get a few moments to myself, but he still doesn't seem to know who I am. He's like all the other Robo we're trying to help, lost in their own minds, unreachable. Although there must be a way to get through to him, there must be something I'm not trying. But there has been some good news. Many of the banned technologies are now back in use. So I'm hoping that we can use something to help them. Hello, Jenny. Susan. David. Good to see you.
7: And you. It's dangerous out there.
1: Are you back for the meeting? Is it true? There's one at the Palace of Westminster tomorrow? Apparently.
7: I've been trying to encourage her to put her hat in the ring for leader.
1: I don't have a hat. You know what I mean? (laughs) Stop it, you
7: two. I'll get us something to drink. Back in a moment.
3: There might be some artificial tea in the storeroom downstairs. Or something stronger?
7: I'll find something.
3: So?
1: So what?
3: That's what people say when they want someone
1: else to spill the beans. I'm well aware of what you meant. And? You don't give up, do you? (laughs) You want to know how things are going with David? Very well? I think I love him. You think? Well, I can't be sure... As I don't really have anything to compare the feeling with. You never had boyfriends before? There was one boy at Coal Hill School who I liked. He liked me. Terence was a big Beatles fan, so I tried to impress him by talking to him about them. But he kept saying things that hadn't happened to them yet. He thought that was a bit strange. The romance didn't last long.
3: Well, just take it easy with this one. David knows your background, doesn't
1: he? So give it time. (laughs) Time, huh? That's ironic, isn't it? Anyway, you seem more upbeat than when I last saw you. Don't tell me you've met someone as well. Not met, found. Come on, there's something you should see.